Welcome to episode 164 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Shanghai Disneyland, and especially today, Hong Kong Disneyland. And we are coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com. On Twitter at TDR Explorer and on Instagram at TDR Explorer and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TDR Explorer, as well as YouTube and basically anywhere else you can find anything. I'm one of your hosts, Patricia, the official photographer for TDR Explorer, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dream Sweets Love. And here, as always, is the amazing Chris. Chris, I hear you can shrink. I hear you did shrink for this episode <laughs> and you had an adventure that you're going to tell us about. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm wanted to come up with Chris. like an adjective, like, you know, like for X-Men, like the astonishing or the uncanny. And I totally messed that up. The astonishing Chris. Eh, whatever works, I guess. <laughs> so I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TVR Explorer, and I am the one uh shrinking i guess into ant size wasp size i don't know like, size of an insect i if guess if you're like the size of a japanese wasp it's still pretty big Ooh. <sighs> that's a whole other that's a whole other oh, thing in yeah. itself that's like that's that's for halloween that's like a horror <laughs> ride yeah no 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 but uh today we're going to be talking about ant-man and the wasp nano battle Yay. which is the newest attraction at Hong Kong Disneyland. And it's been open for, uh, it's going to be two months now. It opened, I believe, on March 31st or end, end, end of March at Hong Kong Disneyland. So we're going we're gonna to talk all about that today. But before we get to that, really quickly about our Patreon. Big thank you to everyone who is already contributing to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash tdrnow. Every little bit does help. It helps us pay our editor to get our podcast edited together. It helps pay for our equipment, help pay for things if things go wrong. So if you'd like to help us out, you can head on over to patreon.com slash tdrnow. We do have different levels of rewards. It's like a video game. Yeah. And one of our... One of our popular ones is the $2 level, which gives you 24-hour early access to all our newest episodes. So before it goes out publicly on iTunes, Stitcher, all those places, you get to hear it first through Patreon before everybody else. And you could, you know, you could level up to like the $5 level, which is a <laughs> shout out, like a shout out Damn. to my best friend, Spoopy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Spoopy is amazing. That's all I have to say. And again, Patreon is our Patreon is over at patreon.com slash TDR now. And also don't forget to check out our travel guides up on our website at tdrexport.com slash slash. Have you been drinking? Because I know I've been drinking a little bit. Okay. Just checking. I've been having water because it's been hot. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Positive. So uh, travel guides up on our website at tdrexplorer.com slash travel dash guides. Again, that's tdrexplorer.com slash travel dash guides. So make sure you go check it out if you're planning a trip to the Disney parks, Universal Studios, or just Hong Kong in general, Japan in general, Tokyo, all those places, Shanghai. We have travel guides for that, so go make sure you go and check it out. I'm going to 
to USJ this week, and I know the hotel I'm staying at, because of your travel guide, has a pretty awesome buffet. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't eat gonna... breakfast, but we might check it out anyway. <laughs> you have to. And I can't wait for you to let us know how that how that goes in the future episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Man of Battle. Let's talk, because, okay, I love I love comic books. And I love that Hong Kong actually has comic book stuff at its parks because TDR has none. And it breaks my heart seeing these new attractions open. And we really do have to plan a trip um, soon back to Hong Kong because I love it. There there's, was the Iron Man attraction and now we have Ant-Man and the Wasp who are both amazing characters. I love the fact that Hong Kong Disneyland is slowly turning their Tomorrowland into a Marvel land, and I am totally okay with that. Heck yeah. Me too. 100% okay with that. We have enough Tomorrowlands. We need more, yeah. more Marvel. And Marvel does very well in Asia, except for Japan. Except for here, for yeah. Which, where it's very reason. niche. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's Marvel's it's, it's big growing. in Japan, but it's so, not massive like other parts of the world. Let me tell you about Marvel in Japan, because this is something that fascinates me. So mm. Marvel, as a brand, sells well. But mm. the kids that are buying it have no idea what Marvel is. Like, there's this girl, and I'm like, she was a teenager in, in at my son's junior high, and I'm like, hey, Marvel, very cool. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, so what What characters do you like? What movies do you like? She's like, oh, I don't I don't know about it. I just like the shirt. I like the logo. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's like a thing here. The kids love the logo. They don't necessarily know what it is. Now, my son is a big fan. And he has some friends that are fans, but it's not the majority of the kids. They just like the look of the logo. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, I guess we can go on a whole other tangent, but really quickly, I think it's one of those things where it's very American Mm -hmm. to the point where it doesn't make sense to some some other people, like in different cultures, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. Because, you know, Japan's very, Japan loves the stuff that it creates. (laughs) And sometimes it they latch on to things that are very odd that are outside of Japan. And it seems like Marvel really wasn't one of those things. And, and it's know. interesting because the people that are into like, we, it's called like Ame Komi here, right? Uh, American mm-hmm. comics. The I think the Hollywood has really helped break into the market. It's just growing that market that's kind of difficult because people, I think, really enjoy the actors and actresses, and that's kind of like their their entry point. And um, there's people that really, really love it. Like there is a passionate fan base here, which is amazing. Um, it's it's just getting it to grow, which is like a big hurdle. And I, I hope it does. I hope it does grow. Um, even if it's slowly, I, I think it's, it's a really, they're, they're very interesting stories, you know, and they're kind of like timeless stories in there. And they're, they're kind of like, you know, you got some really wacky stories mixed in there, you know, uh, mixed with what we get with Hollywood. If you look at the comic books, there's some really kooky stuff. So I think it's, it's a really fun uh, thing to get into. So I, w- I would love to see it grow here. But Hong Kong does not have that problem no, whatsoever. Love you, Hong Kong. Thank you for Marvel, providing this. Marvel's a big, big thing in Hong Kong. Yeah. So Ant Man and the Wasp Nano Battle. 
Hong Kong Disneyland invited me to their opening event for it at the end of March, which was fabulous. So big thank you to Hong Kong Disneyland. If any of you are listening to this, <laughs> big thank you. It was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. So they, they kind of went all out with the, the whole opening of this new attraction. And of course, rightfully so, you want to celebrate it. Uh, they had an opening ceremony with Paul Rudd himself. Ooh. He was there. That was cool. I can never say her name right. I'm, I'm so sorry. Evan, Evan Gillian. Evan, oh, wow. That, I butchered that. <laughs> she plays the wasp. You know, Evan Gillian Lily. I don't know how to say her name either. It's not. I've heard you. it a million times. I just can't. I, yeah. Anyway, she, unfortunately she wasn't there, but there was a video that was pre-recorded that was played there. And we also had Jessica Hussan, Hussan, Hussan. I'm butchering all these names. I'm sorry. I'm butchering all these names. Anyway, she is a Hong Kong actor, and she's part of the Ant-Man and the Wasp attraction. Nice. She's in the attraction. She She's a main ca- character in, in the story and everything. So uh, she was there looking fabulous. And then we had the Ant-Man and the Wasp director, Peyton Reed, was there. And also Kevin Feige, Feige the Marvel Studios the head of it, the boss, the boss man of Marvel was there. And it was ho- the opening ceremony was hosted by Scarlett Wong. So there was a lot of there was a lot of media there. There was a lot of well-known people. What was the atmosphere like? Sounds really fun. It was very well, it, it was all in the Mickey and the Wonders book theaters where they did it. Mm-hmm. So it felt very it was very media heavy, I guess, because mo- like all the people in the theater were media, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like a big fan event, right? I think if it was a fan event, there would have been more energy. But a lot of people were there, you know, we're we're there to work, mm-hmm. right? So it, not that it wasn't fun; it was still fun. But it's like, okay, well, I have to be taking video, I have to be taking photos, I have to be doing this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, but overall, it was it was very flashy, very showy, and it was I I really enjoyed it. And then we got to ride the attraction, of course. And we got to ride it before it was actually officially opened. So that was nice. So I got to go through. I think I rode it like eight or nine times. And what do you think? Like Tell us about it. I think it's a good addition to the park. Well, I shouldn't I shouldn't say addition. A re-addition? I don't know how to explain it. Because it, it was the Buzz Lightyear attraction. Uh-huh. Then they closed it and reopened it as like, you know, a re-themed ride, essentially. My friend went on it recently, and she said it was like a mix between Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story Mania. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I would. It's, yeah, you're in a a little vehicle, and you're shooting targets is what you're doing. Uh, And there's points. The only thing, like, you're not competing against... There, there, there's no scoreboard. Uh huh. You know, like at the end of Astro Blaster or not Astro uh, Toy Story Mania, there's you know the leaderboard or whatever. Right. They don't have that. You're you're just competing with the person in the vehicle with you. But the main the main story is you're helping Ant Man and the Wasp is what you're doing by shooting all these different targets. So that's kind of the main thing of it, which is really cool. What I loved about the story, they use the actual actors from the movies in it. Awesome. And they they specifically recorded these scenes for it and voiced over stuff and all that. So it feels it feels really authentic, which is really nice. Because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when there's like movie based 
attractions, they don't use the original actors, Ooh. and it comes off weird. Are we talking about, like, that Harry Potter ride at Universal <laughs> Studios with fake Hermione? <laughs> yeah. So uh-huh. you end up with stuff like that. Yeah. So this does not happen at all with Ant-Man and the Wasp because they have the original actors That's amazing. There. So it's, you know, authentic to the T, which is great. And we kind of talked about this a little bit last episode, but I absolutely love it when theme parks will theme attractions in the city that they're set, in the city where their theme park is set. And Mm -hmm. um, this attraction also does that, right? Because it's a a continuation or it ties into the Iron Man experience. Mm -hmm. So... It feeds off of that story. So it's not it's not just like a separate ride that's just, oh, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. They're doing a couple things, whatever. Right. No, it, it, it's part of the like the overarching story that's happening in that area of the park. How cool is that? So I love that. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can read the story here. So um, they create a new Marvel story with Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it features its first Hong Kong-specific character. So... This character is officially part of, like, the Marvel Universe now. Oh, cool. And her name is Leslie Lamb, which is played by Jessica, who I mentioned earlier, and continues the story first introduced in the Iron Man experience. So while Iron Man is fighting off the Hydra bots at Stark Tower, so that's when you're riding the Iron Man experience Mm -hmm. and all that, he calls on Ant-Man and the Wasp to help protect the S.H.I.E.L.D. pavilion from Hydra and its evil artificial intelligence, Arnin Zola as it attempts to steal the data core. And Hydra is attacking the arc reactor in Stark Tower in Hong Kong. And as Iron Man's battling the swarm bots in central Hong Kong, Ant-Man and the Wasp head over to the the, the pavilion at the same time to um, fend off the second attack. And uh, the Armanzola sending in swarm bots to steal the data core. And that's when you come in and you go in and you're trying to... Uh, disarm all this stuff that's happening and you get in a vehicle which is called a dagger i kind of love that <laughs> and it uses they call it the emp blasters Ooh. so you know it's just it's a blaster you know whatever <laughs> and it tracks your score just like buzz lightyear and toy story mania and there you go that's pretty much it in a, in a nutshell i like so in the in, in the queue itself the queue isn't very long, but it's very well themed uh, to the story. And they have a lot of like, Hong Kong specific stuff there. So there's um, in the first uh, part of the queue, there's these monitors. It, it, it basically looks like an office. There's these monitors and Ant-Man and the Wasp are on and um, Leslie Lamb is there and she's just explaining what's going on and Ant-Man and the Wasp need to help and blah, 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 blah. But on the desk, there is a egg tart sitting there what? and an egg egg tart is a one of those quintessential hong kong pastries you're killing me you're making me hungry chris <laughs> so there's there's little details like that just kind of scattered throughout the queue which is really awesome mm-hmm. on the on the attraction itself the blasters are so if you've ever done astro blasters in shanghai disneyland which is really good by the way yeah, it's the best one out of all the Astro Blasters because it's the new. It's new, mm-hmm. and they updated everything. So, it's the same idea with the Ant Man one. You can actually see where you're shooting. 
Thank goodness. Yeah, that's good. That's a good improvement. <laughs> because the old the Astro Blasters, I had a heck of a time. I'm just thinking, like, where am I? I don't know where I'm shooting. Uh-huh. I honestly don't know where I'm shooting. <laughs> I can't see. So, yeah, and everyone's, your laser's different, a different color from the person that's in, like, the passenger or like, the other person with you mm-hmm. in the vehicle. So it's it's a lot easier to see where you're actually shooting, which is great. There's they added a little difficulty to like the shooting. Oh. So in Astro Blasters, you can just sit there and just shoot to your heart's content. Yeah. And racking up the points. <laughs> Not with this. Uh-huh. What happens is because you're shooting at like swarm bots. Right. Um they uh-huh. open like the targets will open and close. I see. So you so you kinda have to move your, your target around. You can't just pick one and just continuously shoot it. Okay. Okay. And then sometimes what happens is some of the targets take more hits. So the more you, like, once you, you, you have to hit it a certain amount of times, then it'll close. Right. But then other ones will open up. Oh. So it is kind of like a cause and effect kind of happening. Right. And then without giving anything away at the end, there's like, you know, a kind of a, a showdown that kind of happens. And just the whole sequence of how you shoot things is actually pretty, it's like, it's not complicated by any stretch, but it's still kind of cool. It's not just a pick a, pick a target and just sit there and shoot. No, you have to like kind of pay attention to what you're doing. Right. Because there's actually stuff happening because, you know, there's screens and stuff and Emma and the Wasp are obviously helping. So you see them flying around and all that. And there's dialogue. Like throughout the whole thing, there's still dialogue going on, uh-huh. which is really cool. And so that like that adds to what's going on then. What so you're like, so you're actually going through like a story. What language is the through. dialogue in? English. Oh, cool. Which is good. They do a couple things. Um, the, this is not really giving anything away, but you know, Ant Man and the Wasp they get shrunk, so of course, naturally, you're going to be shrunk too. Yay! And that effect is pretty clever. Of course, it, you know it's, it's done with screens and you know force perspective and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it it was cleverly done. There was one part of the attraction that I really liked. So there's a part where you're actually in, I believe, a computer. And you're going through, and there's like a big fan going and everything. Oh my god! But like once you go by the like where the CPU is, mm-hmm. there's like a blast of heat on your face because you know a uh-huh. CPU and a computer that's where it's the hottest, right? So I thought I thought that was a really clever like detail to to include in that. That's nice. Yeah. Overall, Emma and the Wasp. It's not going to win any awards. It's not going to, it's definitely not like the best attraction in the world. It's not, but it's fun. Uh And it has, it has a story, like a really good story that ties into another attraction. Like that counts for something. I like, I like that tie in. I like that it's connected, um, the two attractions uh, and to that area. And as somebody who often travels with family, whether it's uh, with our child, or um, with uh, maybe the grandparents, it's nice to have an attraction that everybody can do together, you know, because so often there's things that will scare little kids or things that for people that are older, it's very hard on their bodies. So it's nice to have something that everybody of all ages can enjoy and, and kind of have fun with. Oh, yeah, I agree with that 100% because Iron Man experience, it's not for... The older people, right. I would say, um, or for, for people who get motion sick really easily. Uh, but Emma and the Wasp, everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. It's a very family friendly attraction. So, Hong Kong 
needs that. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially for that part of the park, that that side of the park. Because Space Mountain, obviously, if you're 80 years old, you're probably not going to be riding that thing. <laughs> Space Mountain's a, li- a little rough. It's a little hard on the body, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a little rough for Grandma and Grandpa. They're not going to go on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and same thing with Iron Man. But Emma and the Wasp is perfect. And also, too, the, the thing, like, this is more of a, if you want to be really nitpicky, was when they opened Toy Story Land in Hong Kong Disneyland, why was Buzz Lightyear in Tomorrowland? Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird, right? Like, yeah. It was a weird disconnect. So that's gone now. We don't have to worry about that. Toy Story, all that stuff can stay in Toy Story Land. I agree. I agree. I like that this has to do with technology. And um, Hong Kong is a really futuristic city. I feel it really sit, it fits with that area, you know? Yeah, the the thought that the Imagineers did, mm-hmm. you know, everyone that worked on this project, I think they did such a good job, especially making it very uniquely Hong Kong as well, while using, you know, this global brand. Right. I really like the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, and I like Ant-Man. Like, I, Those aren't the most popular Marvel movies. There's more popular ones, but I've always liked the Ant-Man movies. Well, they're very fun, you know. Like, yeah, they're more. They're a little more silly. Let me tell you, as a kid, Marvel movies used to be horrible. They used to be so so terrible. So it's like a dream now. Even the movies that are not so popular to me are amazing because this is what I always wanted as a kid. So I, mm-hmm. it's like a dream time for me right now. So yeah, Emma and the Wasp is gets a thumbs up from me for sure, and. Definitely have to do it. And I guess um, it's worth noting this does not have fast pass. So it's not it's not a fast pass attraction. Okay. And the wait times haven't really been all that much. I think that on the first day of opening it was like sixty or ninety minutes it's not wait bad. time. And that's like right at opening, you know? Yeah. And well it, you know, it's a continuously moving attraction. Right. So you're 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 able to pump people through pretty quickly. And as for like a strategy for tackling that you could probably do that second, do Iron Man first, then head on over to Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it also kind of helps, like, story-wise. Okay. Things make sense. True. Because Iron Man was first, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp was second. Because they kind of, during the pre-show, Iron Man actually does make an appearance in that attraction. Nice. And kind of, kind of explains what's going on. So for if you want, like, things to make sense story-wise, do Iron Man first, followed by Ant-Man and the Wasp. Iron Man doesn't really have a long wait time either, so you can kind of do it in any order you, if you want. Oh, and also, too, there's merchandise, of course. There was pins. There was ball caps. There was stationery. Uh, they had a bunch of Marvel backpacks and ball caps. Of course. Uh, they had exclusive... Uh, there was a bunch of exclusive Ant-Man merchandise that's only in Hong Kong. They had a bunch of... Uh, Marvel merchandise that you can kind of find anywhere. Right. But there was stuff that was specific that says Ant-Man the Wasp Nano Battle, Hong Kong Disneyland. Cool. So I love when they do that stuff. I love that. I have a question. I know mm-hmm. for events in the past, um, when they've had like like little, like a, actual like seasonal events, they've had like a comic book, like a little mini comic book to go along with it. Did they have something like this for the attraction or do they sell a comic book revolving around the attraction? I didn't see a comic book, but um, for the media event, and I think they also did a fan event. Mm -hmm. um, They actually gave us these 
steel books. Mm-hmm. So it looked it looked like a like a classified file. You know, in the oh, movies, cool. it's you know it's a big steel folder, and there's like all these different like papers inside, like classified documents. Right. So they gave us one of those actually. It says Ant Man the Wall, or no, it says Shield on it. Oh, on so the front. cool. Open it up, and you know it you know explains Ant Man the Wasp, like the attraction and stuff. But then there's also like pieces of a story. Mm-hmm. In it about like Armin Zola, Iron Man, and all this kind of stuff, and it's actually really cool. Okay, cool. That's something I'm not going to get rid of. I'm keeping that you one. You gotta keep it. <laughs> but as for a comic, no, I didn't see anything like that, okay. unfortunately. Um, but they do have stickers. Yeah, stickers, they have stickers. are cool. Yeah, Hong Kong loves their stickers, so they do. yeah, just ask for stickers. You'll probably get an Ant Man one. Oh, and I don't know how long they're doing this for, but the park tickets are themed to Ant Man and the Wasp. And then there's two to collect. Mm-hmm. One is one is of Ant Man, one is of the Wasp. So that's really cool. Uh, you don't get to choose your design because if you have your like your e ticket, when you go when you go to the turnstile, they print it off right at the at the turnstiles for you. Okay. So it's kind of whatever is printed out. Unfortunately, that's just how it works. Also at the Starliner Diner, uh, which is in Tomorrowland, it's it's literally beside Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, they have food. Food theme to Ant Man and the Wasp. Wait, wait. Okay, so what is what is, what is this food like? <laughs> it's nothing. Is it like mini like, food? Is it like little mini like like like? Okay, describe it. Describe it. It's basically just burgers and fries. Are they sliders at least or mini burgers? No. Oh. I know, but the packaging is really cute. Okay. Okay. That's cute, and you can. Okay, this is weird. You can get a bucket of chicken. What? Wait. What? <laughs> I don't wait. How is that themed to Ant Man and the, the Wasp? The bucket. Yeah. Oh, the bucket has the picture the on it. Bu- yeah. Okay. Okay. I I I don't know. Okay. At least it doesn't have like ants and wasps on the food because that would be kind of scary. <laughs> That'd be a little weird. That would yeah. be a little weird. Although um, it has protein, so maybe healthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we like in Asia. People do eat insects. No, yeah. So it's not, Actually, a lot it's of countries, out, the, the insects are a really good source of protein. It's not out of the realm of reason. It could be kind of like a cool food to try. It's maybe a good idea. I don't know. No, people don't want to eat that. But I, I don't know. I would try it if I was there and there was like ant food. <laughs> I know you would. I would. You I would. know I would. <laughs> I know you would. I don't know if I would. <laughs> I don't know if other people would, but I would kind of get a kick out of it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to eat a wasp though because they give me nightmares. No, no, no wasps. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, overall, though, Ant Man the Wasp, it's a fun attraction. It really is. And I'm, I'm excited to see where this new Marvel land is going to go in the future. Because there's supposed to be an, an Avengers attraction coming by like 2023 or something. Okay, that's when I'm going. I'm going. I'm going when they expand the comic book land. I know. That's. That is so cool because it's going to be one of those, it's going to be a, like, very exclusive to Hong Kong, which is really cool. Yes. So it's going to be nice that we're, the parks are going to start having, like, you know, in Asia specifically, like, we're going to have lands that are very specific to the resorts. Because, you know, we all, like, all the parks have, like, a fantasy land, a tomorrow land. So it's kind of nice that we're getting these unique ones. Yeah. So, like, like, Shanghai is getting Zootopia next. That's cool. Zootopia Land, and then we have our Fantasy Springs. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Fantasy Springs at Disney Sea. Um, you can argue 
it's unique or not. I don't know. It's like Fantasyland at Disney Sea. It's okay. And and again, mm. like like we said with this attraction, it's it's a much needed land at Disney Sea because a lot of the rides there are thrill rides. So it's something that you know, like I said, the whole family can do. So that's a good, that's a necessary thing that was missing, you know, and also something at the back of the park to kind of pull people there. Cause right now all the crowds are, you know, they're, they're going to Toy Story Mania and soon they're going to be going to Soren. So it's something that that park really needed. That's very true. So for Hong Kong Disneyland, make sure you do Ant-Man and the Wasp. A lot of fun. Okay. Go check it out and watch the movies too. Watch movies ahead of time. If you haven't seen them, just so everything makes more sense. When you go to the attraction, not that it's not that they're heavily tied to the movies. It's just nice to kind of know what they're talking about <laughs> when they mention characters and stuff. So, yeah, make do, do yourself a favor. Bring it up on Netflix and something. Oh, so. OK. OK. I know this is like to- totally aside. OK. So Ant-Man the Wasp is on Netflix, but the original Ant-Man isn't because now someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I believe before the deal with Netflix was signed, Ant-Man wasn't part of uh, Ant-Man wasn't part of something, so it didn't end up being part of the deal to get Marvel movies onto Netflix. What? So that's why Ant-Man never ended up on Netflix, the original Ant-Man movie. Oh weird. So I had to go, I think I went on Oh, I just rented it off of iTunes is what I had to do. You could probably get it on Amazon though, right? I like Amazon Probably. rental or something like that. I think it was on there. I think I just went with Apple because it was easier. Okay. But yeah, it was something weird because I watched, I wanted to watch the movies again before I saw the attraction, went on the attraction, right? So that was like a weird thing I had to like get around. And then I thought, I wish I just had the Blu-ray and then I wouldn't have to worry about where am I going to stream it? I'll just pop in the disc and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, streaming and eh, whatever. That's a whole other, whole other thing. Anyway. Getting off topic. All right. <laughs> that's it. That's it for this episode. And we have some fantastic explorers to thank. And don't worry, Patricia, I'll let you go second. Thank you. <laughs> so a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Amanda, Amy B, Amy C. I feel like I'm almost naming the Spice Girls. <laughs> Melanie B, Melanie C. <laughs> thank you so much, both of you. <laughs> to both Amy's. <laughs> a big thank you to Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, and Emily. Okay. Sometimes when I think about our explorers, I wonder, like, you know, today we're talking about superheroes. What kind of superhero power they would have? So I'm going to give you all <laughs> superhero powers today. Jamie. Jeez. Jamie has the power of invisibility. Don't use it for anything creepy. Jose, Jose is yes way Jose, where everything always goes his way. He has like luck power. Lee, oh wait, Kathy. Kathy, your power, you have super strength. You're a very powerful woman. Lee, you have the power of super speed. So you can enter a Disney park and you can run to the busiest attraction the fastest. Marie H, you are a super spy. Michael. Michael, you're like Michael Eisner. You have the power of extreme wealth. Kind of like Tony Stark. Murray, I see you as, I see you as a super genius. And you can invent anything. You're like a super Disney Imagineer. Sophie, you are a femme fatale. Spoopy, 
I cannot reveal your identity. It is too top secret, so we'll keep it at that. But your power involves being super amazing. Stephanie, Stephanie, what can I say? Stephanie, your power is the power of telekinesis. So you can move things with your mind. You can just, when the park is really crowded, you can push them aside with your mental powers and create a path through Disney Sea on the most crowded of days. Thomas, I think of Thomas the Train with you, so you probably have the power. <laughs> um, I can't think of a power for you. What's Thomas's power, Chris? Um, perseverance. Perseverance. Like the little <laughs> like engine Tom- that can. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Tomoko. Tomoko, your power is... Your power is... I can't think of a power for Tomoko. Chris, what's Tomoko's power? Tomoko can... Tomoko lift, has lift very heavy buildings. She can lift. She has she has strength, <laughs> but she's also super duper flexible. So when there is again, like Tokyo Disneyland's always crowded, she can just maneuver in between people, like kind of like just like shroomp, squeezing into tight spaces and just zipping ahead of everybody and she can get to the character greetings and um, just kind of like zip past everyone, just squeezing and manipulating through the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, You guys, if you think I got your superpower wrong and you want to tell me what superpower you want, let us know. Uh, But thank you. Thank you so much for your support. And we love each and every one of you. And for the Explorers from before because I didn't know we were doing this. I'm sorry. I just um, came up with this right all, now. You're all just, your superpower is being awesome. So there you go. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure you rate, review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. Send your questions, suggestions to us at contact at tdrexplorer.com. And you can find us on our website at tdrexplorer.com. And we're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those places under TDR Explorer, and I'm one of your hosts, Chris, chief content editor of TDR Explorer, and I am the one that is grateful that they did not have ants in the food. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and joining, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. Um, I'm Trish. You can find me on social media at Love on Twitter and Instagram, and my superpower is the ability to consume unlimited numbers of strong zero chew highs. <laughs> What's your superpower, Chris? Um, being able to sleep wherever I want. Ooh, it's like can you sleep in like any position? Like Pretty standing, much. like um, oh oh my god! Can I tell you about the most amazing thing that happened a couple of years ago? Quickly, yes. Okay, there was this salary man, and I swear to God, he was sleeping as he was riding his bike, and he was swerving like. In, like around and he was I swear to God about to hit this pole when his bike freezes at like this angle it's like he sensed the pole and he stops at like this tilted angle and then he was able to save himself but I was so freaked out I'm like no he's gonna die and I think with your sleeping power you could probably also achieve this <laughs> that's weird <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that note, we will talk to you next time, explorers. Keep exploring, you guys. <laughs>